Hey everyone, we are back <laughs> because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. Welcome to the Prodigals podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies, and that is why we are here for you. Hello again. My name is Mark. And I'm joined by Delay, Jed, Alan, Osquick. Well, you know, we want to jump on. We want to make sure there's no dead space. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to be left out either. That's I'm, true. I feel like I got left out. True. No. <laughs> Go to your side. Your name. Sorry. Did your you, name. Did you Jed Allen. Jed Allen. All right. So in this episode, we will be reacting to some of the most recent news circulating around the interwebs. Do you hear what I hear? News number one. So former mega church pastor, and he's still a pastor, although not for a mega church. <laughs> Francis Chan recently spoke at movie at the Moody Bible Institute where he spoke about a miraculous event that he was involved in during a mission trip in Myanmar. In this sermon, he discussed his evolving views on faith and the supernatural. Uh, even though he grew up unsure of his beliefs on modern-day miracles, he has recently been praying for people to be healed. He explains, People started coming forward for healing while in Myanmar, and every person I touched was healed. You guys, okay, this is craziness to me. I have never experienced this in 52 years. Mm. He says that including in the, included in the people who were healed were a little boy and a little girl who were deaf. So, what's your initial reaction? Cool. <laughs> That's great. That's, That's super great. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's hard to see um things like this happen like in this generation. It's cool. It's cool to hear when it, it, it happens. And, and upon like reading the article like yeah francis chan was super humble about it it wasn't like oh i heal people and then yeah. well i'm a better pastor now or no it was just like th even him he he felt a bit like unsure because this is something that's totally uncomfortable with him but something that that happened and and the holy spirit really just worked in um the healing process of uh people at uh how do you pronounce it myanmar 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 myanmar, myanmar. I don't know. My mind's blown. <laughs> okay. I just because um, I like saw the article. I was like scrolling through Twitter, and I'm like, "What is? What the heck?" And then I read it, and I was like, "No, there's no way." Cause like, when have we ever heard of this ever happen? I mean, I mean, I'm I I know like I've heard, and and they've watched like YouTube videos about people like doing like faith healing type stuff, but like nothing on. But like. I don't know. This this is different. This feels different, because like I know I kind of know who Francis Chan is. Francis Chan is, and I know like I think I had a a good understanding grasp of like theologically where he was at and his faith and all that good stuff. And then he came up with this. I'm like, whoa, there's no way. But like, I believe him more than other things I've seen or heard of from other people. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it it seems that. Well, not seems that, uh, but faith healing in, in as a phenomenon, you know, it's, it's usually, you know, it has this bad rap because it's connected to, you know, preachers or faith like people yeah. that that are kind of shady for sure, definitely. Right? You know, and so it'll get this back bad rap, and particularly when you see uh, videos on there, and it's it's such a spectacle. Like you it is. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. and then he pushes them on, and the people are like. Shaking, you know, whatever. I'm just going to right? And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of disbelief. For sure, definitely. In, a, in an event like that. Uh, and so I find that um, I'm looking at that, and it seems, at least in my mind, at least um, kind of not, I want to look, I want to say something better than sad, but it is sad in the sense that we can't accept, or there's a, mm. a, a modicum of, 
of skepticism when it comes to yeah. somebody being healed mm, because sure. you know science has to explain something uh has to have something to do with somebody's healing mm-hmm. and if it's not there must be some kind of fraud fraudulent yeah, something, something behind, behind it, it. Yeah, yeah there's yeah there's smoke yeah. and mirrors behind that even though when we're talking about the bible when jesus says hey look you know what uh, when i go you know you're gonna have this kind of power even more stuff than what yeah. i was able to do right that includes yeah. healing mm-hmm. right uh and so you know there's that aspect of it um the other part i think that that stuck out to me was that he said it what it didn't happen to him this is the first time that has happened to him in what 50 50 you say 52, 52 years? years yeah 52 yeah. years 52 years and and it's interesting because the way that i understood it at least you know somebody unless unless you got the the tongues of fire like with what happened in acts and the the disciples and paul and stuff like that the gift of healing is a gift right mm-hmm. that you kind of just yeah. that you kind of have Right, but this is the first time it happened to him. So, how does that work? Is it a gift, or is it just this spur-on one one-time dealing of the Holy Spirit that just comes in and and whatever, and just heals people whenever he prays for it? And the other, and just to jump on before I lose that lose what I was thinking, is that maybe the reason why he didn't why this hasn't happened uh, to him in fifty-two years is because there's a dual process in 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 faith healing right at least as it pertains to the biblical you know some of some of the stories right because when jesus asks asked them what do you want you know do you want me to to heal you there has to be a faith sort of jump by the person that wants to be healed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. right and so maybe the reason why it hasn't happened to him in 52 years and he kind of alludes this to the to the back end of the of the article is that they went somewhere else right Outside of California, outside of North America, yeah, where maybe that's there's that still that skepticism that prevents somebody to take that leap of faith to say, yeah, I need to be healed by the Holy Spirit, yeah, yeah. right? Like this uh, is their only hope, this is right? Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in a place like Myanmar, mm-hmm. where it is sort of like a developing country, I, I believe I don't think it's an industrial no country, no, it's right? Developing. I guess like, uh, there's no faith healing culture. Yeah, and there, yeah, yeah, and third world countries, uh, you know tend to have a bit more superstition like yep. connected yeah. to sort of the supernatural realm than we normally do here in North America. And so maybe that's part of the jump uh, that that has happened for him because he said he was just praying and then he started touching people. But then, you know, at least from my understanding, there still had to be uh, the second part of that equation, which is the person that wants to be healed has to take that leap and says, yes, I believe that Jesus or God can heal me. Mm. And maybe that's why it pushed forward in that in that regard. No, I've I like I've I've seen I've seen it happen. Not I haven't seen it for myself, but I've had a friend who was healed, and and during these faith not faith healing events, it was during a worship night. Like he went, like he he got into an accident while playing basketball or some some sport, and so he injured his leg, and he even had to go to uh, the university. Uh, university's medical office to get it checked out and yeah like he actually injured his like pretty bad and so he was limping and i've seen him limp um multiple times and and he was really injured and so he when he went to this worship night that he that someone referred him to um it was just a typical worship night but at the end of it um the the, the speaker slash pastor was like i sense that someone has an injury in their leg and if you if that's you, please come up to the front. And then two people came up to the front, him being one of them, and eventually prayed over the leg, and he walked perfectly fine. And that's what's wild is like, I don't I like that's something that that is out of my realm of understanding too. That's where I get skeptical. So I just you know kept my eye on like maybe it's all in his head. You know he you know it's just like oh the power of the brain provided healing in his in his leg whatever. And I but like he's he played. He still played basketball afterwards. It never went away. Like his leg was actually healed, and um, and that's something that that to this day still makes me like you know have some kind of confidence that you know faith healing really does work, uh, even in this this context in our modern day context here in Toronto, and it can happen. Um, and I think that's yeah. That's, that's something that did happen, and and I'm still trying to figure out and understand. Yeah, and I, go ahead. Oh, oh! I was gonna say like uh, I don't know because we're we're trained as nurses, 
right? Sure that. And so I had to deal with like that was one of I mean we had sort of like a topic deal with that, um, you know, in one of my classes. Yeah. I don't know if you had to go through like that sort of thing. I I never really went through it. I remember watching um, a documentary. It was by uh, what's his name again? Dar- Darren Darren Brown. Okay. And he did a he did a documentary, not a documentary, like a, a, a episode. He's like a mentalist, magician type person. And then he did an episode on on faith healing and how um, people can replicate like these faith healing things. Yeah. And he like pretty much got like a random a random nobody essentially, and like uh, and like taught him how to be a faith healer. And then he put him out into the field and pretended to be a faith healer. It's like whoa, made me super skeptical. Yeah, but I think. I think in these in these scenarios where um, it's not about it's not about the uh, what is it? It's not about the show. It's not about the the what is it? What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Spectacle. Like, it's not about the spectacle. Like in these scenarios, like uh, what Francis Chan is saying, what Jed's saying about his friend. It's about the personal. It's about the personal, like hidden, like not seen, like not the spectacle. Mm-hmm. It's about um, like this this specific thing where this. This certain thing, like most likely, has helped people grow in their faith in in, in God and and believe more in Him and have more faith, right? Yeah. And I'm like, maybe, maybe like that skepticism of faith healing is just because like it's just a spectacle. But like maybe if we go into it with like an idea like like how can God use this situation or use this healing for a person or for myself? Like how is how is God using it to grow me in faith? Sure. And and that is at least at least the way that I understand it. Yeah. That is the purpose of signs like like a miraculous healing mm-hmm. is that you're you know you're increasing in faith, you're you're um you're growing in your relationship with God because you have this anchor point where you know you can't explain it with other things, yeah. right? Um, and so it's always meant to grow our faith, exactly. right? Um, what was I going to say? But um. And and what you experienced, Jed, and uh, what we learned in school, or what you saw, right? Um, things do happen. There are there are there are healings in the hospital with doctors, with science, with things that they cannot explain. That it shouldn't happen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. These things exist in North America. They exist in first world countries. Medical anomalies, man. Medical anomalies, or they'll just they'll you know they'll say it. It's an act of or it's a miracle, but yet you know people will disregarded as oh there's something to it it's not you know the spontaneous miraculous healing there isn't a supernatural yeah, yeah it's yeah. either their endorphins kicked in and then you know they they started walking you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, feeling yeah. the pain yeah, yeah or it's psychosomatic it was there before and now they're like there's a burden that's lifted off of them and now you know because it's not so psychosomatic yeah you know they're it's gone away and now they're healed right there's some way to sort of you know, uh, disregard it or disprove it or or whatever it is but you have to think if you're like if we were to take this to the supernatural realm, right? Uh, and God says, "Okay, I will put in things that help your faith grow, like a miracle healing that you can't explain by science." If you were the other side of that, wouldn't you want it to to discredit that any way you can by mm-hmm. trying to explain it away, like, "Oh, it's science," so yeah, 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 it's yeah, sure. you know your body or it's your your psychiatric Whatever. aspect of yeah, it yeah, that's yeah. making it go away. Yeah. And now, you know, because of your faith, because you don't feel that stress and there's a burden that's lifted off you. Yeah, it's not there. So it's not really a healing. There's no really no God. You just fixed it yourself. You just don't know it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? How to explain it. And I find that absolutely interesting and fascinating, mm. you know, from when from a larger perspective. Right? Like, my question is, like, what do you tell people who are skeptical of that? Right? Uh, because I imagine... Because while reading this, although I want to wanted to believe it right away, there was this hesitancy in my mind. Like, what is he saying, or like, what is he talking about? Because I didn't grow up believing that natural healing or like faith healing still happens, right? Right. Um, especially in our denomination, like as Adventists, uh, we I can see people saying this is not the work of God or it didn't really happen because yeah. So like, what would you tell someone who's like really skeptical about this? I, man, it's hard because like, first off we're kind of, 
we're kind of behind the eight ball because our denomination takes a little bit more. I don't want to say a less faith approach, but we tend to like gravitate towards the intellectual aspect of the Bible, right? We that's you know we're we're here because we we've got a, a more accurate interpretation of, of what the scriptures are, and so faith sometimes gets pushed, you know, to the side. And so if you got something that that happens without without cause or reason you know maybe you doubt it right so we're ready from what we're what we're we're used to we're kind of we're kind of behind the eight ball but having said that we do have you know we do have uh certain things that we put in place you know to accommodate a faith healing right when the bible tells us hey if somebody's sick go call for the elder he'll anoint you with oil and that's what we do as pastors we we visit right we visit uh people in the hospital we visit in their home we take our bottle of, of, of olive oil and we pray over it. We anoint them, then their heads and extra virgin and the extra, yes, the extra virgin oil. <laughs> Just don't leave it when it's in the winter because it, it hardens and like you can't get it out. But like, yeah, you do that. And the thing is though, when I was taught how to do, you know, uh, a visitation of that nature, right? Uh, the big thing for our classmates was, Hey, when you pray, make sure you accommodate all these things the way that God can can work. So yes, do the the unexplained miracles, mm. but also pray that God will show will produce that miracle through the people that's taking care yeah. of them mm-hmm. and or the medication that they're given. Mm-hmm. Right? So that it, that it is a miracle. Uh, it's yeah. just in that regard that's the vehicle that God For sure uses. Uses. Yeah. So mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How do you explain it to people? Feeling? I mean, like, what is there to gain to try to convince them that the faith healing happened? I guess. Right? Because, like, is it my job to, like... Try to convince try them? Try to convince maybe, them? Well, maybe that's what God has put you in their path. Well, the thing... Man, I don't know. I, don't I really know. don't know. Well, I, I know what I do know is that my one of my professors says, you know, um, you, you can't... What does he say? He says... Uh, no one was ever no one was ever argued into the kingdom of heaven meaning that you can't you know exactly. change somebody's exactly. thought process you know and have them believe yeah. right, in that regard um and so i would think that the only way they kind of like move off to that to to that step move towards god is if they're directly involved in it uh, sure. that they can't find any ex- explanation to it uh and so i don't know how you would how you would answer a skeptic who's not involved who has a certain distance away from you know your example or your situation or your testimony yeah. i don't know how you would do it because as we know if they're gonna think one way that's the way they're gonna think and yeah they're yeah. gonna because like there's no really one i guess with i guess like this like you i wouldn't want to argue with them like I, i'd want to i think the better word would be like start a dialogue and like understand like oh how come like what 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 makes you skeptical skeptical about it like what is it oh i I mean, maybe i don't yeah. know like what what's like i i i don't know where this person's like faith base is like where mm-hmm. they're where where they are with like in the relationship with god and whatnot but like it's all like understanding them a bit more to see like where they are in these these faith mm-hmm. things because like maybe there's a deeper issue that you can be talking about like just based off this faith healing thing i think yeah. i think in order to have a dialogue or a conversation about like faith healing they would first need to know who jesus is like there's no way that you could you could you could uh, back up faith healing without the introduction of like the power the guy of God. Did yeah, faith healing. <laughs> so, so like, so be like, like if, when when the when you can introduce Jesus and like uh, the gospel, uh, um, and how he he come came to save us from our sins and 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 uh, um, bring uh, us from death to life, and how he can how he works, then we can we can have conversations about like oh like in the book of acts the early christians they were so full of the holy spirit that mm-hmm. even like like peter and and john as they as as they walk then they they, the they were like by their shadows like people are trust just trying to be underneath the shadows to be the healed they were That's so crazy, powerful man. that that just by their mere presence the holy spirit can heal people and so in that sense then is it hard to believe that faith healing can happen through people if the holy spirit's in them and that's not impossible to to think, and so from there you you open a door to uh, thinking, oh yeah, faith healing can happen if the Holy Spirit is present. Now, how do we know if the Holy Spirit's present? That's something that we can't necessarily like 
are responsible to be discerning on uh, like is this person spiritual is this, this person solid is this person like like how we can't we're not the ones who can judge their hearts in, in, in essence um but we can trust god that if if god has has led to, to this uh, has has allowed people to be healed through let's say in this cha- in this uh case francis chan then mm-hmm. that's what it is um and and i think it i think it will bring a lot of uh good stuff to the people at myanmar because uh, i do believe that god has really blessed uh francis chan in that sense uh to be able to do faith healing but it was it's surprising because it wasn't even his intention to bring yeah faith that's the thing yeah it wasn't even his intention exactly and and that i think that that to me like if if that just comes out of the blue and then you trust god then things happen i think that's that can happen and so i yeah so going back like yeah having conversations about faith healing has to come from a context of who god is and what he can do mm-hmm. and what he can do through us once we can solidify that then anything can be possible if it brings forward the pushes forward the gospel of uh the kingdom yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think the um, i think for us if we're to be in that situation i think what it really boils down to um, because as you said we we don't understand or we can't discern necessarily where they are you know in their faith walk if they've got faith if they have a relationship if they know them uh but just to be ready to have that conversation whether you think they're going to believe you or not fair yeah definitely right uh whether you know they're you know they're hardcore skeptics they're hardcore atheists they're not going to do that but god had ordained that that conversation to be in place to move them just an inch, mm, just yeah, a millimeter, that's it, yeah. and that's what it needs to get the ball to get the ball rolling. For sure, right? Uh, and so, I think for us, we you know the question is a valid question. How do we convince somebody? We we I think that that that's not our job, right? That should I should say, we shouldn't accept that job to be ours. Right? Yes, like I am. I am not the one who is literally going to change their mind right. about this it will this be issue. yeah that's the holy spirit's job <laughs> yeah. to convict on their heart but we should have but uh having said that you know we're there for a reason right to have sure. that conversation so don't shy away from it tell what you know tell that's what true. you believe right uh don't worry how you say it because you know in that particular instance when 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 the apostle paul tells you you know don't think about what you're going to say this is the type of instance he's talking about, right? Mm. Uh, don't think about what you're going to say. Just say what you know, right? Say what, what has happened to you. Give that testimony yeah. of it. Yeah, I think that's why, like, <laughs> like, the, like, the language that's been used in scriptures by, by the apostles, like, being witnesses, like, to be a witness is to, to witness, to know, and to say what you have seen and what you have heard. Sure that. You can <laughs> be a witness sense. of something you don't understand or you don't you don't know you can only stay what you know and what you've been revealed um what you've been revealed yeah can i say just one thing going back to sort of like the ex- experience you know the 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 bible sort of passage that that stuck out that just popped up in my head and maybe there isn't a transferable thing but i think it does is when uh they just when when Jesus and the and his and his boys came down from the tran- mount of transfiguration oh, yeah. right uh and the and Jesus and his boys and, and he goes yeah I know if I'm paraphrasing and obviously boys, but he goes down and the disciples are there and there's a crowd there because somebody brought their 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 demon possessed child and they couldn't do it and Jesus says oh you have little faith right you know you mm. you know you oh, the only way you can do this is by uh, prayer and fasting, uh, and it's a certain yeah. level of faith. Yeah, oh, like wow. there's there's um, there's more to it, and and mm-hmm. I find that when when Francis Chan was was talking about it and how his faith was growing, maybe he just I don't want to say that he doesn't have enough faith because man, he, I'm sure he has loads more than I do, but <laughs> you know I, I I I that's what I was thinking of. Like you know he had to get to Myanmar, right? And he had to have this level of faith uh, that just kind of just took a little bit of a boost. You know, and that was mm. enough to take him from not being able to do that to being able to be used by the Holy Spirit mm. yeah. to do that, right? Yeah. And so, something a little bit more to your question is, you know, uh, is that our is not only is it our uh, how do we convince people, but what if we are able to do it ourselves? All right, all right, guys. <laughs> Spoke a plan to me. Okay. <laughs> all right, here we go. We're going. Ooh, uh. 
going on. I try the next podcast. It's just going to be faith healing. That's yeah, we're just going to bring people over. Fuck. You heard it here what? first. Next week, Wednesday, <laughs> no. faith healing event. <laughs> the prodigal's house. Are <laughs> you sure? Yeah, and I I believe like God did this for, I think three reasons. Maybe. Whoa, is maybe this a sermon? Three reasons. Three, right, uh, give me the three, three points. points. Three points. He did it for okay. Francis, right? Who was who has been doubting all his life about like faith healing, right? And when Francis just had the heart of healing people, then God was just like, okay, I'm gonna show you. And then so I think that just boosted his faith. Yeah. So he did that for Francis, and he did that for the children and people in Myanmar. Mm-hmm, uh, to just uh, maybe that's like a hindrance of what they've been like hesitancy in their coming to jesus yeah mm-hmm. coming to god and just um or even just for physical healing right like god saw that they needed that healing and so he did that and the third is for himself to be glorified, glorified. and yeah um so he has you know he had all these reasons to do it and i believe that faith healing still still happens today mm-hmm. so we hope that we see, see more of that, more and more of that uh, within the Christian world um, because it just boosts people's faith. Definitely. And it boosts um, you know, like people coming to Jesus. And so like our job is to just pray for God to move in miraculous ways, and we believe that he will. All right. So it's time to move on to the next news article. The World Health Organization has officially declared the outbreak of novel coronavirus disease, COVID-19, a pandemic. Pandemic! The WHO Director General, Dr. Tedros, I'm not even going to attempt pronouncing his full name, uh, made the announcement at a press conference Wednesday. Over the past two weeks, he says... The number of cases of COVID-19 outside China has increased 13-fold, and the number of affected countries has tripled. He adds, we're deeply concerned both by the alarming spread and severity and the alarming levels of inaction. Hmm. Thoughts? So while we're recording this... Um, <laughs> Breaking news. So we're, Deep, yeah, devastating so we, news for we us. We recorded this on the night of the announcement, and... Um, as we were recording it, the NBA season just got suspended. suspended yes, it got until suspended. Until further Further notice. notice. And there, yeah, before that, there were already actions being taken, being taken into like consideration. Like there was an announcement that you know the Golden State Warriors were gonna play the Nets with the next day, the next day with no crowds or yeah. with no fans, uh, just to take precaution. But um, now. They've announced that the whole season is suspended until further review. And there's other things going on, right? Yeah. There's just people hoarding toilet papers. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, people yeah. hoarding surgical masks. Yeah, yeah they're and... getting ready for the... the quarantine. The quarantine for the yeah. epidemic, man. So thoughts. thoughts. Uh, this is not... A, uh, the NBA isn't only the other sport. I mean, the only sport to do this too, right? Hockey's gearing up for it as well. Soccer, um, I think, as well. Soccer, I'm uh, football, everything. Sorry. sorry, I'm assuming everything is like. I think Indian Wells, I, like the tennis tournament. Oh wow! Yeah, um, just canceled. Oh yeah! Like, oh, a couple days ago. I think this like sometime today the NCAA for March Madness. Yes, NCAA. They announced yeah. that they were gonna do March Madness, but without any fans. Yeah, just just family, I think, and the necessary stuff. Oh, true. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So you hear the lone clap. And yeah. the thing because oh it's God. from your mom's. It's gonna be just like a regular <laughs> rec game, you know. Yeah, but like, it, yeah, but it's crazy. Like, it's wild that it's like a pandemic. Yeah, now. that it, it, it's. Does anybody it's know what now. the difference is between a pandemic and an epidemic? Uh, I googled it. it. Okay, I googled go. it before. Do it because I a pandemic is source is the, the source? disease. Oh frick! <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> oh, ah. right, we're gonna re-google it. The epic. So, uh, pandemic is when the disease has reached. Uh, geographical like area, either a whole country or the whole world. That's a pandemic. An epidemic is a widespread occurrence of an infectious disease in a community at a particular time. What? Mm. That is not helpful. What? Yeah, no, no. Because yeah, if it's it's, it's, yeah. it's confined to one country, 
Yeah. Right? Or it's confined to like whatever. That's the epidemic. Oh my gosh, there's a pandemic. It's going to different countries, uh, like in multiple like. There's a picture. You're right. Pandemic is in a little a little area. I mean, pandemic is the whole world. Epidemic is in a a concentrated area. Yeah. So multiple countries. So at the same time. Before before it was. So before it was an epidemic in China, China. but now it's it's spread into a pandemic that's going to different different countries countries at the same time. time. Exactly. Right. So it's not jumping from one to another. Mm -hmm. It's going various ways at the same time. So now. So So now that's the pandemic. So So that's what the pandemic is now. Yeah. So it's not like. You know, you could stop it at a source of like, you know, uh, it's it's jumped from China to mm-hmm. Iran. And those are the two countries that we've got to block off, mm-hmm. right? Because it's only going like down this one-way street, if you will. Yeah. Right? But a pandemic is like there's multiple avenues and multiple countries. Now. Right. Now, so now that, you know, you can't cover all those you know, you can't cover all those mm. avenues and so now you now you as a country have to put in you know, you yeah, put in those yeah. uh put up your precautions, put yeah, up your, your safety, health yeah, your yeah. borders and whatever it is that you gotta do to yeah, stay to, to, safe. to make sure it doesn't uh, grow out and get any bigger. <sighs> That's so crazy. I just can't believe that like this like we're experiencing this now. Because I think when SARS happened, how big was SARS? Because I wasn't old enough. I was remember old how. enough to uh, pay attention to it. I was old enough to that I could understand yeah. it, but I just didn't pay attention. Pay attention to it, to it yeah. eh? Also, lack of information, I would say, too. Well, I mean, yeah, no, like, because like we have the internet now, and now everyone has this yes, information. Yeah. That, that is right? the thing, right? But then it was still AOL, I think. Wow. Yeah, you're right. It is still AOL. <laughs> still AOL, CB24. ICQ, Messenger. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah. No, no, go. I mean, I mean, people have mentioned that like SARS is still more fatal than this and cough like the the way that they're responding to it is is on the basis of how they respond to SARS mm. well for us that is in Canada we've because we've had experience with the SARS yeah you know sort of outbreak you know uh we want to think that we're better prepared and we are mm-hmm. better Definitely. prepared to to handle that we we've learned from some of the mistakes and we are, we have protocols now in place that we didn't have before the SARS uh outbreak and so mm-hmm. I think uh for us for where we are right now in Canada, we're we're we'll be in good hands in terms of being able to take on, um, you know, when it because it has reached us. Um, so uh, you know, uh, you can only pray that other other countries have as stringent as mm. better. I mean, we can always share the information, but yeah. it's up to them how to use. No, no, that's that true. Because I think uh, was I reading an article, or maybe it was on Reddit. Probably on Reddit. Was it on Reddit? I don't know. So like countries like China, like went through SARS, so they know how to quarantine and yeah. how to isolate like the COVID nineteen a lot better. But I think I was reading because like Italy, Italy they didn't have to have some experience something like this mm-hmm. before, right? So that's why it's I, I don't know. Maybe I'm making an assumption it's on more this. Of a crisis there. It's more of a crisis there because like they haven't had to, something they they haven't had like history in experiencing this, so they don't have those uh, precautions put in place. From before, like I don't like I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm like hating on Italy. I, <laughs> I'm just I think it's all the cultural mannerisms, right? Because like with with Italians, like they they do kiss each other on the cheek, so then they have more physical contact, right? Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, they have more physical contact, and I think it, it, we see how different countries respond to the the pandemic. We see how the the spread is increasing. Actually, based on an article I just found, like uh, China's uh, number of uh, cases are decreasing mm-hmm. um but other countries like uh in iran in europe m- mainly uh italy italy being the largest and then second largest is spain mm-hmm. like the, these countries do have like in terms of mannerisms have more of a like an affectionate kind of like with uh with physical their neighbors touch. yeah with more physical touch and so uh and so when you think of and also you have to think about the homelessness that can happen as well um, I feel like the pandem- uh, pandemic pandemic um, will spread more so with people who do not have access to health care. So and yeah, hand washing and a lot of these other stuff, like so many cultural things to think about when talking about this, co- this COVID virus. Uh, are you guys scared? No, I'm not. Okay. 
I trust our government pretty well, actually. I trust my God. Uh, <laughs> pray the COVID away. Pray the COVID away. Oh, 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 <laughs> Which really is the question, because that's kind of our podcast. So we've yeah. got to do, where does faith fit into this pandemic, this situ- this context, this mm. situation? Okay, because Psalms 91 kind of fits into you know situations like this, right? Mm. Particularly when we look at verse 6, right? Um or verses three and six, right? What is, so what does he say? Psalms one, security of the one who trusts in the Lord. That's basically the, the title of the, well, the given title of, of the Psalms. Uh, verse three, for it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper, talking about God, and from the death's deadly pestilence, mm. right? Uh, that that usually means like uh, insects, but with insects, they cover, I mean, they, they carry, you know, yeah, the diseases that are there. Right, and same thing with verse six of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, or the destruction that lays waste at noon. Right, so I actually preached upon this. On oh, this, did you on this topic? Yeah, on this oh topic, my gosh. And whatever. Uh, but just breaking down Psalms ninety-one in in general, and what when you look at the first six, seven word verses, right, um, we kind of gloss over it to say, okay, God protects us. You know, He just protects us. Sure. But there's specific wording in there that talk about not only does he protect us, uh, I mean, he protects us from certain things, from a, a, a wide-ranging uh, manners of danger, but also um, during the times, whether it's in the daytime, the noontime, the darkest parts of night, the lightest parts of day, mm. right? So it's not only just, you know, when, when at, uh, you know. Oh, when things not, get rough. Yeah, or, or not even, it doesn't have office hours, is basically what I said. <laughs> Right, there's a twenty four seven. Yeah, hours. You know, like, you know, how would you feel if you know you had an emergency at three in the morning and you got the, the you know, a message, you know, of your voicemail saying hello, thank you for reaching the nine one one, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not in right now. You know, please <laughs> call back. On, please call. Please call please back call to our our office hours are from nine o'clock to eleven o'clock in the morning, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but not in noon because we're having our lunch. Right, it's just. Right, but it's twenty four seven because the the range the range in which he he says that he delivers us from, you know whatever, uh, it's twenty four seven. But the other thing was uh, in verse eleven, uh, you kind of um, recognizes it. Uh, verse eleven says, "For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands, so that you do not strike your foot against a stone." Does that sound familiar? Oh, that that sounds that sounds kind of familiar, right? It's because it's the second temptation that Satan said to Je- said to Jesus when he was in the wilderness. You know, throw yourself from off this because the angels come, uh, will come and whatever. But he's not saying what he's saying there. Uh, what the Bible is saying is that he's it's not saying that you won't ever, you know, experience hardship or you won't experience mm-hmm. danger, right? Because that's sort of like it's a it's it's kind of a natural assumption that he does that. If he's going to send his angels to protect you from something as small so, as stubbing your toe, yeah. he must protect you from everything else. But as Christians, we know that's just not, not the case mm-hmm. because as Christians that have lived a long time, we all we all go through our stuff. Mm-hmm. No one here is immune from the trials and tribulations of life. For sure. What he's saying is that what this verse is saying, at least the way that I that I understand it to say. Uh, is that um, there are certain dangers that will come, where it knows when where, when God knows that you will stumble, when you will stumble and 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 you will fall, He'll get your angels to move you out of the way, mm-hmm. right? Not for everything, but the ones that'll make you stumble. Yep. Because it's saying, well, when you when you strike your foot against a stone or when you trip, you don't sit or you don't stand and just say, hmm, let me just kick this rock so I can fall, <laughs> right? Nobody does that. It's talking in the sense that you're walking. Right, and that's what this life is. That's what this journey is. It's a walk. It's a journey. It's a it's a marathon, right? But there will be stumbling blocks in our path, and what it's saying is that there are certain stumbling blocks that God will remove, will move you away from because He knows that you will fall from it, mm. right? That's why that other verse comes in, where it says, you know, uh, He won't give you anything more than you can bear, any temptation more than you can bear, yeah. right? So, that's kind of what my sermon was in a nutshell. And that. That's good. Why did, that's good to recap. So, Amen. what does that do with this? Yeah, what does that do with this? <laughs> what does that do with this? Well, you know, trust your God, mm-hmm. right? That whatever it is that you will go through, yeah. right? He'll take care of you, yeah, whether you get it or not, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And also, seeking medical help does not mean that you don't trust God. Yes. Yeah. So, Wait, really? we encourage everyone. <laughs> 
if you have any symptoms like right away seek your seek some medical help from medical professionals um and don't spread this you know virus be loving to your neighbors <laughs> yeah. please and be because i've seen please. i've seen like i've seen like so many arguments that say oh it's not going to affect me so i'm i'm just going to go out there like it's not going to kill me it's not that dangerous um so they use that you know rationale that it won't kill you to not take precautions mm, yeah. while yeah that may be true that it might not kill you but it might kill someone else yeah, that you might interact with yeah so and it, that's kind of like the same as like vaccination kind of thing like the argument but we'll talk about that later um yeah it's just that this is not always about you mm. and it was i was so <laughs> mad today because like a girl on Twitter, a girl on Twitter was encouraging people to travel because it's so cheap right now. Like plane tickets are so yeah, yeah, cheap yeah. right now because, yeah, it's not that dangerous for people like who are young and who are healthy. And if you want to travel, just travel. While that is like completely irresponsible. <laughs> He's <because> so mad. <laughs> it's completely irresponsible because you're encouraging others to do something irresponsible. Right? And to just go around like countries that are devastated with this and then going back to your you know, like local like city and then spreading it even more. And that like that got me so bad. <laughs> um, oh man. And like that rationale just doesn't make sense. Like when when you when you think about like just you have you have the responsibility for other people as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just yourself. Sure. And so if you take that precaution, then I'm going to call you selfish. <laughs> um, oh, some, I mean, not that precaution. If you righteous have, anger, man. Yeah, if, you have, if you have <laughs> that mentality of it's not going to kill me, like I don't care, then I'm going to call you selfish. Because like, mm. you are. That's so, like, that's so That makes me so sad because it's just like the brokenness of the world and like people being in their own flesh and being like, hey, let me just take this opportunity to just like really delve in and be selfish and be... Um, let me just like have fun in this in this situation. Whereas like, I think as Christians we should be like again like we should be responsible and like I feel like this is a loving your neighbor type thing. Like how can I prevent my neighbor, my 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 fellow human beings from getting worse, like getting COVID nineteen or getting yeah. sick and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we should be. I I agree yeah. with Mark. We we should be responsible in the way we go day to day and cleaning our hands and yes, not please. going on and not encouraging to go on vacation no. because the flight tickets are cheap. Yeah. I mean, have the, yeah, I mean you may have to have a conversation with people. I'm in a tough, uh, I got to tell you, I'm in a tough situation because AJ is coming home. Like firstborn is coming home for, for March break. Uh-huh. Right. And so, oh yeah. Wow. He's coming in because where he is in Alberta, there's not a whole lot of cases. Yeah. He's coming to Toronto where there's a bunch of cases and then, uh, you know, I, I, how how do I tell him not to come home? How do oh, I tell his mm. How do I tell his mother not that you know he it's not can't? The thing yeah, it's not the safest thing. Like he's supposed to go on trips, you know, whatever. Oh, wow. And so, like, what do I what do I tell him? What do I what do I go? I mean, but I think that's different because that's not taking advantage of like a situation. Just because just it's because yeah, it is. It's, yeah, not. It's, it's not. He's going home to family. It's March break. Yeah, that's the thing, right? This must be a really tough time, particularly for you know, you know, for people that that are in the healthcare oh, yeah, uh, sure. industry versus the people that are in travel and tourism industry. Yeah, because you know, what do you tell like people that make you know that that have their living off of the travel? Yeah, right. Um, it's maybe just like the NBA; they just got to bite the bullet, right? Yeah. This is this they is really one of the this, this is like this is like greater than like money making this is greater than this is people's lives exactly right this is definitely people's lives like this is definitely something more important than mm. um increasing your money bank <laughs> yeah i don't yeah, yeah i think so. what if you yeah. what if you travel to like a less like i mean if you go to a lesser or like a place where you don't have like uh um what you called um, um uh less risk not yeah, risk, like no or, risk, but there's like there's no confirmed cases of of the virus. Are you are you allowed to go there? Would that still be seen as 
whatever. Uh, like, what, what's hard with like like traveling in the midst of like the COVID like pandemic is because there have been like preset plans beforehand. Like there, there's this like you know, if it's March break, you know, you already had this plan that you're gonna travel. Like for me, like I was planning to go travel to yeah, all those college Japan and university and students. This is spring yeah. break. They're all going down to Florida or wherever it is in Cancun and. No way. And so it's 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 really it's really hard to um be able to like for me I'm not I'm not able to go to Japan because well that the the whole like cruise situation and Canadians being stuck there in the cruise for days yeah. <laughs> incubated like it just makes traveling so much more harder and um if you're if you're gonna travel uh in the midst of it um it really it really does uh, depend on like yeah your in your incentive your the reason why you go uh if it's because tickets are cheap and then you're gonna just go yeah um, i agree that's just that's, not that's, that's not, not wise to, 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 <laughs> like, like that's just that is really exactly. responsible that's and and so in 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 that sense like yeah that, that's pretty irresponsible but either way like uh there have been recent cases even in ontario of like people getting uh covid uh 19 uh just locally uh and so it's no longer because of travel it's now because people are here affected by it mm. and now it's spreading through whether it be the the buses through ttc through subways um and so we we couldn't stress enough that it's so important to wash your hands like yeah like what mark said um like it washing your hands like just because you know if you're young it won't affect you it will affect someone else because we can be carriers too and not have any symptoms of it. And so that's what's wild. Incognito. <laughs> Incognito. Incognito. Yeah, so, yeah, who knows? Like, if you're going to travel, traveling to a, like, a place where it doesn't have, you know, that. Any cases? Any cases. But you might have it. Yeah. And. You just don't know because you're asymp- asymptomatic. Yeah. So you might bring it there. Oh, so. I'm stressed. I'm so stressed. Well, I mean, I guess that's why. I mean, hand washing and 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 sanitation is that much more because if you're not in, uh, asymptomatic, I mean, if you're asymptomatic, that means you're not coughing, so you can't. You can't. You can't. Uh, you're, you're, it's not going out into. Yeah, your air droplets you sneeze, aren't going anywhere unless you sneeze. Unless you sneeze. Unless you sneeze. But the other way is if you if you touch. Whatever. Yep. Yeah, if you touch things. So we'll just, just go swimming. We'll just have. We'll just like buy a pool and like fill it up with alcohol. And <laughs> just, just alcohol. Yeah, alcohol. We'll be dehydrated through our yeah. skin. But it's just... it's so wild though. Like how people are like responding uh, to the the virus. Like in in the states, they are like the toiletries, toilet paper are running out. Like Off literally the in Costco or like stores like Costco, so... you have to bring it on a cart because they can't leave it out because they're just gonna go gone within oh, less than three minutes well, that's, that's talking about something that's different because you know uh in the sense that yeah there's covid but they're they're thinking the the steps ahead what if everything shuts down you don't want to get out of your house so you're mm-hmm. just going to get hold up you know you're going to rabbit hole or, or foxhole yourself into your house so and that's why you got to get i mean yeah, self-isolate self-isolate just even though you don't have it you just don't want to go out there to to go get it Right, so that's why you get the toilet yeah, paper. Yeah. That's why you stock up on like thirty days worth of food or sixty days mm. worth of food, right? So that's entirely the, that's that's the other aspect of it, right? There's yeah. some people that we we're talking about that you're talking about that's irresponsible that, that says, you know what, I'm just not going to get it. Oh, then you're going to go. And then there's the, the other side of the spectrum, which is just like, oh, it's out we're, there. We're, we're going to die. We're all going to die. Let me just spray their children that they pick up from school with disinfectant spray. Literally saw a video. Literally saw a video of this teen boy, and the dad is just spraying disinfectant spray all over him. And I'm just yeah. like thinking, I'm just like, this is wild. Yeah, so you have two spectrums, and I think, in and this, we're all being somewhere in between. Right? We're all somewhere in that spectrum, and. Wow, it really wow. goes to show you like the character of people, like the other the end the 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 I don't care end is like the selfishness, and then the other end is like um what is it? They just want so much control. They want so much control over the situation. Yeah, there's there's too much fear, so much, and yeah, and some yeah, of them will the fear, that, the greatest that fear, fear, that yeah. fear mongering. Yeah, like, yeah it's so crazy. Like... It just blows my mind. Like there's the both sides of the spectrum. Like it just really goes to show the character of people. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. It's so wild. I think like by them declaring it being a pandemic will impact the way that our society will be responding to it. Because since pandemic, 
is a bigger word than epidemic. That sounds like a scarier it's word. It's a scarier <laughs> word. So people will take being like, you know, washing hands more seriously. Yeah, it's hopefully. A, it's a, it is a tactic to allow, for to encourage people to be more weary about um, your your cleanliness. Um, and so, I mean, it, it is it is wise to just not be out too much uh, in these days and to wash your hands. I, I, I work today. Literally every 20 minutes, I'm washing my hands. Mm. I work at like a food uh, drink industry. So interacting with customers every day, we have, to, but today they implemented every 20 to 30 minutes, we wash our hands. <laughs> my hands are so dry. Oh, I know. <laughs> but you know what? If it's needed, if it saves lives, then that's what it yeah, is. Right? It's worth it. Look, I think it just boils down to particularly for a Christian, you know, don't be scared of it. Mm. Right? Trust your God. Mm, with whatever the with, with with whatever the end will be, but don't be reckless, right? Uh, don't tempt your God, right? To <laughs> trust your to, God, don't tempt your God. Yeah, trust him, but don't tempt him <laughs> to like you know go off and and do whatever. I mean, if if God moves you to to fly to Wuhan to you know because we were talking about that in other pro- podcasts where they would go out and in the streets and hand yeah, out yeah, like gas masks and stuff. stuff. Yeah, if yeah, God yeah. if God brings you there, then who are we to tell you not that that's not what you should be doing? But at the same time, you know, come on, just don't be reckless in the way that mm. you you do this. You know, thinking that you know God's gonna. No, just because you're all you're all powerful because God's got really, your, yeah. Really check your heart before buying that airplane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check your heart. Really right. check your heart. And just like and just like the, the 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 faith healing thing, there's there's an amount of faith that needs to go into it, right? Yeah. If you got the appropriate amount of faith in the in the right place, then you'll be where you need to be. Mm. Which brings to question. Where's Francis Chan when you need him? Oh my! Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, full circle. Full circle. Oh, God, Francis Chan. So heal the world. Uh, heal, heal, heal the world. world. <laughs> Make, Make it, it a better, better place. <laughs> All right. Um, oh so we encourage everyone to take precautions. Um, make sure you're, that you're aware of all the symptoms that are associated with COVID nineteen. And if you do experience some of the symptoms, um, that you contact your uh, medical professionals right away, and so and that you'll be able to uh, maybe yeah self isolate. And we are praying that you still have the faith that God will get you through it. And check your heart. Um, just be responsible with everything that you do, and be loving to your neighbors. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone, uh, we thank you for being here and for listening um, and to, for joining us in another episode. Uh, we hope that you're blessed and that you were enlightened with whatever we discussed. Uh, if you have any questions or any encouragements that, um, that you want to send us, you Please can reach it. us at our socials on Instagram, The Prodigals Podcast, on Facebook, The Prodigals Podcast, and on Twitter, The Prodigals Pod because Twitter doesn't allow that many characters in your handle. And yeah, we're here weekly. We upload it every Monday. And so every Monday when you wake up uh, on your commute, just click on that download or just play it right out, and we'll you'll hear our voices on your commute. And so we, yeah, we hope that you come and join us again in another episode of The Prodigal.